Welcome to episode 14 of Gone to the Dogs. We've got another betting special. We're talking all things Derby, Derby Plate and GreyhoundTrader.com stakes as well. All the semi-finals coming up this Saturday night at Toaster. As ever, I am joined by my co-pilot, Joe Andrews. Hello. Good day to you, Danny. You okay? <laughs> I'm absolutely wonderful, yes. A 48-hour 90s weekender and I'm alive. Congratulations. Just about, yeah. Shots and wine, you said. Shots and wine and posting on Twitter things that I shouldn't post on Twitter. So, And what did you post on Twitter that you shouldn't have posted on Twitter? Well, if you didn't see it, Joe, then I'm not I did see it, yeah, but for for uh, for our listeners that maybe didn't. (laughs) Uh, I was dancing a lot and very happy that Swords Rex won on Saturday night. That's all I'm saying. Weren't we all? Indeed. So... Moving on from that, and apologies to anyone whose eyes were taken out by the video. Uh, let's dive into who we've got on the show. I feel like there are new co-pilots as well, to be fair, jokes. We've got Barry Call, as always, through the derby. How are you? I'm very good, yeah. I feel like myself and Lofty are like the, the right said Fred tribute to uh, Greyhound Racing. So <laughs> delighted once again to be on. And um, yeah, it's a bit bullish now. Ireland have over 50% of the field, so... So let's go. And uh, of course, as he's just been referenced, it is Martin Chapman, a.k.a. Lofty. How are you doing? Yeah, morning, day. Not too bad. Not quite sure I'm too sexy for this shirt, but never mind. I mean, (laughs) Barry can can wear far louder shirts than I can, so uh, I haven't seen him in the flesh with them as well. (laughs) Now we are going to dive in to... First, the Star Sports and TLC English Greyhound Derby semi-final number one. And this is your lineup. Trap one, Gay Time Nemo. Two, Clona Duke. Trap three, Bally <clears throat> McFinn. Four is Cachise. Five, Mystical Mario. And six is Burj Khalifa. We have one wide seed. That is Burj Khalifa. Finished second behind Romeo Command last week. I was impressed by Cachise's attitude and the way he finished at last week as well to clinch third behind Mystical Mario. Bally McFinn, he is still in there. He's still pitching. He's been third in every round so far, but he's still bang there with a chance on Saturday. We've got Clonan Duke, of course, who still holds the track record. Gay Time Nemo, ever so impressive last Saturday. And then we have Mystical Mario, who won and beat Clonan Duke last week. So those two have met uh, last week, along with Cachise. Who's going to come out on top? I love Burj Khalifa. I think I've championed him throughout most of the rounds so far. He finally did what I thought he could do uh, in the third round when he won and beat uh, Jack Tavon Bella by five lengths. He came up slightly short behind Romeo Command, but that's really not a bad thing, is it, when Romeo Command is something daft like 13 from 14 on UK shores? So Burj Khalifa would be the one for me because he's got the draw. I think Cachise is going to run another good race. And for the win, I was really impressed by Gay Time Nemo last week with the time of 28.79, so calculated, of course. So really hoping that those three in my opinion, are the ones that are going to qualify. But I'm going to throw the floor open to first Joe. Who do you fancy in the first semi? Well, look, we've got two brilliant semis, haven't we? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just before we go on and worth noting, maybe, maybe not, that there were no winners from trap one on Saturday. And we had to wait till the last race till we got a winner in trap two, Rioja Joey. So I don't know whether some of those inside traps were a little bit disadvantaged last week, or maybe it was just the way they were run. I mean, there were some short prices in those two traps, um, Ballymac John, for example. So maybe just something to know. I think Gay Time Nemo, Run a, ran a cracker last time. He's in trap one. And again, just looking at the two semi-finals, I think they've been drawn 
not perfectly, but pretty much perfectly in, in terms of where, you know, trainers and connections and the dogs would, would want to be drawn, you know, give or take a few. So I think that's going to be good. And we could get a couple of really nice, clean races, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, so Gay Time Nemo was good. Clone of Duke, was, was, he's been a little bit disappointing since the first round, hasn't he, since he broke the track record. It's always hard to, to run those sorts of races and then continue to back them up. Um, but he sort of looked like reeling in Mystical Mario. And in the end, Mystical Mario last week was maybe even pulling away from him a little. The gap certainly wasn't shortening on the home straight. Obviously, again, you know, I hope he qualifies. Bally McFinn, another one. Again, he, he, he'd been disappointing throughout. He showed good early and paced up well. But down the down the back straight, he had a lot of room again. Um, and Romeo Top Gun went past him pretty easily. And Fabulous Azora nearly picked him up third in the end. So, look, again, he's my, my two anti-posts to those two clones, you can Bally McFinn. So I hope he qualifies and, and does what we know he can. I think maybe just doesn't like Toaster. Kachis stayed on well, but need a good break. Um, in this in this race with these companies, Mystical Mario has got a got a starter's chance. He, he'll almost certainly lead here. You you would have thought, and you know, again, brilliant split last time, four dead and, and mightily impressive. And it's just whether he can hold on because there's a lot of strong running sorts here. Um, and Burj Khalifa seems to have been improving as the comp goes on. So great race for me though. I think Gay Time Nemo's got a nice draw in one. You, you know, he should turn handy even if just behind Mystical Mario. Um, you know, Cloner Duke obviously can can get out like he did in the first round, but hasn't been showing that. So I think on the balance of probability, Gay Time Nemo, he's second favourite at the moment behind Cloner Duke. And I think he he could win this and he's the one for me. OK, the one is track bond, Gay Time Nemo for Joe. Barry? So yeah, the first of the two cracking semi-finals, Danny. I'm going to be with Gay Time Nemo just because I think he's the more reliable trapper over Cloner Duke. Obviously, Cloner Duke has that track record run, but he hasn't really come out like that since i thought gay time nemo was good in the first round he was a real eye catcher for me in the second round probably a little bit disappointing two weeks ago but again back to his very best last week and i think he has come out of track one relatively okay before so he'd be the one i'll go with for win purposes clona duke look i was disappointed with him behind brinkley's magic i watched the race in shelbourne park there there was a big crowd watching it on saturday night and everyone was of the opinion he was going to pick up mystical mario again a little bit disappointed that he didn't but he still remains very capable and bally mcfinn Look, I thought when he turned so close behind Sarge Rex on Saturday, he was going to give him a run for his money, but it was obvious a halfway. He's just not the Bally McFinn we know and love. His best time has only been 29.46 in the Derby. And if you were to ask Lofty, what price would you give me on a dog whose best time is 29.46 making the semi-finals? He would be giving you big, big odds indeed. <laughs> look, I know there was rumours of a bit of a sickness in the Bally McKennels, but when you look at some of the runners that Liam Downing had run on Saturday night, they improved bundles. Bally McNunes won the first race there. He'd never won a race in his career, and he clocked the fastest time of the night in winning in 28-14. We've seen Bally McJonjo, who again hadn't won a race since March, won by 11 lengths, making a six-bend debut. And then, of course, Bally McWalt, who hadn't won a race since his debut back in February. He was a brilliant winner of a hot 5-2-5. So all of those dogs have come on leaps and bounds since their last couple of performances. Now, you can say, well, why hasn't been? Or maybe is he worth one more chance? Maybe they're all just coming back to form, but... Some of the Ballymac runners at, at, in, in uh, Shelburne Park on Saturday night really stepped up on what they'd shown previously. And look, look, it's hard to back him the way he ran, but he still remains capable of better. Burj Khalifa is obviously the best drawn dog in the field. Mystical Mario, although I didn't think he would edge in from trap four, I think from trap five he will edge in slightly as the bend approaches. So look, we know what Burj Khalifa is going to do. If he clocks a, one of his normal sections around 4.15 or 4.16, he should stay wide and steer out of trouble. So he's definitely the most likely qualifier 
But um, for win purposes, I will go with Gaytime Nemo. I think Burj Khalifa will qualify. And unfortunately for you guys, I think it'll be an Irish 1-2-3 with possibly Bally McFean or Clona Jew qualifying in third. Oh, thinking it's going to be an Irish domination in the first semi-final. What say you, Lofty? Well, I can only get five in a final this year and not six. And I invariably when I used to do markets at Star and it was always, uh, everyone would back the six Irish finalists and would always lay sort of like ridiculous prices, 33 to one and upwards. Um, look, on with Burj Khalifa here, I think he has got a lovely draw on the outside and a really, really good makeup. Um, I was actually more impressed with a dog, I think, in defeat on Saturday night than what I was when he, he won previously against Jack Tab and Bella. Um, you know, Romeo Command suddenly found this new surge of early pace now and, you bear in mind that Romeo Command backran him in the uh, in the second round. I thought he showed probably as much early to the corner. He will stay out wide. I just think he's got say he's got a tremendous draw in. I think if he comes on again, you know he's steadily improved throughout the competition. And yeah, I think um, for me he'd be the, the idea here on the outside. I think most of the others have really picked up. Moscow Map, you know, Mystical Mario. You know, I thought Clonard would pick him up again on Saturday night as well. He's just edged. He's, he would edge in slightly from trap five, but. It's been a revelation, you know, he's getting out in front to say he's got that early pace leader's chance here. He's obviously got a lead again. I think he probably will do. You know, you, things could happen in behind here. This is a wide open uh, semi-final. You know, they're going to be fighter two to field here at least. And he's certainly got, I'd say, an early pace leader's chance. Pachisa's has got to do it right. He's going to probably turn last here, be off the pace. You know, he's got to be coming from the back. He'll, he'll need a career best. I think he'll qualify. We've touched on Ballymac Finn. Look. It's not been the Bally McFinn that we expected to see before, as I said before, not last year's Irish Derby runner-up. Barry was saying about, obviously, Dowling's dogs were on fire, you know, fire at Shelbourne. I think these have been staying over here, all the Bally Mac dogs. I'm not sure he's been travelling backwards and forwards with this, so maybe that's why. And let's be fair, look, he's not been in love with Toaster. Um, Clona Duke, again, I was disappointed with Clona Duke the other night. He's just, I don't know, not really doing it for me. Since that sort of first round 398 track record run, it's not been the same dog we've seen since then, which leaves with Gaetan Nemo, who was a, a good result for us on Saturday night, pretty well back. But again, track one for him, um, you know, he's, he's run twice in track one. He couldn't pick up Faith and Susie after she had in the first round. And I was disappointed with him in the second round when, say, he got back run by Savannah Bow for a dog who had 600 form around Shelbourne. I thought it was a little bit flat on that time. So again, in track one, I'll be happy enough to take him on here, thinking that Mystical Mario might lead him and he could be a different dog when he's not actually on the skin. So yeah, I'm going to be with Burj Khalifa with you here, Danny, in, the, uh, in this first semi-final. But I think it's a really, really good race. And any of the six dogs got to the final, really, I wouldn't be the slightest bit surprised. Yeah, wide open the first semi. Two votes for Burj Khalifa, two votes for Gay Time Nemo. So we are a, a split verdict for the first semi. Might change for the second semi-final, though. Trap one, Romeo Top Gun. Two, Savannah Bow. Three is Jack Tavern Bella. Four, Romeo Command. Five, Swords Rex. And six is Ninja Kerry. I thought Ninja Kerry ran a cracker on Saturday. Swords Rex, I mean, we've said it time and time again on this podcast. He's just poor perfect. He has been poor perfect throughout every single round so far. And he should easily lead both Romeo Command and Ninja Kerry on either side of him. So even if the draw wasn't his best, I just don't think it's going to be a problem at all. We've obviously got Romeo Command in here, though, who has only lost once since coming onto these shores. That was in the Juvenile. And I think he went down by, what, a head, neck, something like that. Got the only bitch left in the competition with Jack Tavern Bella. I'd love to see her qualify. Really, really would love to have uh, the bitches represented in the final uh, a week on Saturday. Savannah Bow, we know how strong he is. We know he can get to the final. He did it last year. Can he do it again? 
And Romeo Topgun, really been impressed with him, especially from box one as well, where we weren't having the best um, performances from last week. He still managed to close in and be within three and a half lengths of Swords Rex after finishing really strongly. So my three, I'm going to have to go with Swords Rex. I really like Romeo Topgun. And then it's between Jack Tav and Bella and Romeo Command. I think, oh, I mean, I'd love to see Bella qualify, but I can't leave Romeo Command at the top three, can I? So I think it's going to be the two Romeos and Swords Rex. And I think, well, that's the way I'm going to play it on Saturday anyway. So we'll see what they can do. But Lofty, would you be taking on Swords Rex in this in, in box five? You keep trying to take him on. I had to look back at Swords Rex's form. He's, I mean, he's he's broke 28 seconds round court from trap five in the Laurels. And I think he ran out of trap six in the final there as well. So I don't think the wide boxes are, are going to be, a, you know, a massive detriment to him. He's just bomb-proof from wherever he goes at the moment. And you just see him and, you know, I mean, there was the, the PA was a bit poor there on Saturday night. And uh, we were taking a bet from someone in front. Suddenly we had a trap ping up. He didn't even know the hair was running or they were off. And then... So I've heard the trap spring open and looked out and he's three and a half, four lengths in front going past me. And yeah, and that was it. It was just a, another typical Swordswex performance. I mean, you know, can you oppose him at the moment the way he's running? You can't, can you? It's just, you know, the way he is. But well, listen, what a what a great take Swordswex out of this race and then and then where'd you go? I'm like you, got a big love in with Romeo Top Gun. He reminds me an awful lot actually of astute missile. Uh, he's just that sort of dog who just got that keep qualifying. I never say die out issues about him. He's got a five seven foot, got the five seven five four man run through. Admittedly, a student missile didn't win at all for the Derby. Obviously, Romeo Top Gun did win the, a very very poor first round heat. Admittedly, um, you know which he which he did perfectly well. But yeah, I think he could definitely qualify. The rest of them, I mean, look, how how do you how do you want to work this out? Who's going to get first run from Savannah Bow and Jack Tavanbella? You know, can one back run the other? Um, I mean, Savannah Bow just always seems to find a way around, doesn't he? And he just, you know, he's proved that the last few years how consistent he's been. How many times he run now? You've had sort of like this is the, this will be, you know, last year all the way through to the final and the semi final now, not out the first three. It's some performance in the dog and it always brings his A game to the table and is always there or thereabouts. Um, we'll probably see a different Romeo command because he won't be on the bunny. So, you know, will he turn second to Swords Rex? There's every chance he might do. And Ninja Kerry, who, you know, a few people, I mean, I think Joe was a bit last week about him saying that he was a little bit like, oh, he could write him off here. Look, he's a cat one winner over 515. He's a strong running type. He's got the draw again here as well. Um, yeah, in behind, this would be a lottery. I mean, Swords Rex will win. I'm like you, I'm a big Romeo Top Gun fan. I think you can qualify. Flip a coin for third. Don't don't quote me. Just flip a coin for third. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those races, isn't it, Joe? Mm. It really is, yeah. I mean, as you said, nothing really to add to Swords Rex. He's been absolutely impeccable. Um, best run last time. You know, frightening if he improves again. You know, he could definitely break the track record, couldn't he? Either on Saturday or, or in the final if he makes it. It's very hard to see him not winning this. You know, he's got the early, he's averaging a 4.087 splits in his runs at Toaster and a 28.87. He's never gone above 29 seconds. He's almost certain to lead it, lead these as well. And he's just not going to get picked up unless he completely misses it and fluffs it out of the traps, um, which which he hasn't done. It's just hard to see him getting beat again. Lofty, were you bet? Did you bet without him on um, Saturday? I didn't actually. No, we had the forecast no. up because the forecasts were really popular. To be honest, um, so no, I didn't. Uh, to be what fair, about to on be honest, Saturday, maybe. 
Possibly, yeah, might do the cast again. But to be honest, I, I would probably have been with the with the winner in that Romeo Top Gun who, who chased him up. I've certainly been keen to lay to lay Bally McFinn. So um, but yeah, it was a uh, the full cast was quite popular actually amongst the amongst a few of them there, but he just looks bomb proof, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean Romeo Top Gun's got a great draw here, I think, because he's got Savannah Bow and Jack Tavenbella outside of him. And obviously he, he should beat them to 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 the bend. I mean, if he can't, he doesn't deserve to qualify, does he? Um, and it really was a good run last time out. So I think I, I agree with what both of you have said. I think Romeo Top Gun's got a really good chance to qualify in the final. And if you can get like a top two, top three, or, or maybe the forecast, something like that, maybe the play. I mean, look, Savannah Bow's gonna be staying on. Jack Tavenbella will, will be staying on, but um, is probably going to be last here at the bend, um, all things considered, and probably going to find it hard to to, to bat run some of these other dogs in this race. It's just a little bit too strong. So I do think she'll struggle. And Romeo Command, you, you know, he's been brilliant. He has been, even though his time was slightly better in the third round than the quarterfinal, he does look like he's getting better with each round. Um, and, you know, his average time, 29.05, is good enough. And he's drawn the right side of Swords Rex. If it was the other way around, I think he'd struggle. But he is inside him, and uh, you know, but but it's going to be a tough ass. So Ninja Kerry as well, just the honourable mention, done brilliant to get to the semi-final. I don't think I was slating Ninja Kerry last time. I'm going to have to listen to that back. But um, I think, look, drawn outside Swords Rex and Romeo Command, I do think Ninja Kerry is going to struggle here, but, but ran brilliant last time. So, look. I think Swords Rex to beat Romeo Top Gun or maybe Romeo Top Gun sort of top two is, is the way to play this race because of the draw. Um, yeah, and that's me over and out. Cheers, Joe. And uh, Barry, are you in, in the same kind of camp, Swords Rex? I know that you've championed him since day one of this podcast. And Romeo Top Gun, are you liking him as well? I'm very much in the, uh, of the same opinion of all of you guys. And I had a look through the anti-post betting this morning and see, could I see is there any value um, around... And Romeo Topcom was the one I came down on. I see he's 50 to 1 in more than one or two places. Look, it's the, these companies are still playing the first three. I can really, really see him qualifying. Will he win a derby? Highly unlikely. But it'd be nice to have a ticket each way, first three of 50 to 1 uh, come Saturday week because I think he will. He, well, he does have more early pace than Savannah Bow and Jack Tavern Bella. Um, he won't move off the rails either, which means those coming from behind him, they will have to move out around the bottom bend and. Look, it's hard enough to pass around toast. I don't care how strong you are. And Romeo Top Gun is pretty strong himself. Look, for win purposes, you can't get away from Sword Rex. He's just been paw perfect so far in every single round. It's his instant acceleration, Danny, that's really caught my eye. He didn't really have that over here in Ireland. He was more of a ping breaker. And when he got it right, he was away and gone. But every round, he's just, as soon as his paws hit the ground, he's gone. He should lead. And he's impossible to impose. But yeah, it's what's going to get second. Romeo commands. Again, he should have more early pace than Jack Bella and Savannah Ball. I'd probably expect him to turn second or third. Ninja carries a good draw out wide, but I just don't think he has enough to qualify. So I'll be with Sword Rex to win. I'm pretty sure Romeo Top Gun will get a good run and qualify. And look, I think Romeo Command, bit boring as it is, I think he'll qualify for third place as well. Yeah, exactly the same as me. So it's going to be a fascinating uh, second semi final of the Star Sports and TRC. English Greyhound Derby cannot wait for Saturday already. Now, along with the Greyhound Derby semi-finals, we do, of course, have the RPG TV Derby plate semis as well. And the first lines up like this: Trap One, Droopy's Google, Two, Black House Harry, Three, Why I Man, Four, Arcady, Five, Stevie Nose, and Six, 
Doghouse Dazzler. Now, six has got the draw Doghouse Dazzler. Thought he finished well to uh, close within seven lengths of Rioja Joey last week. I've been quite impressed with Stevie Nose here and there. Um, I do think he could be underestimated because he's got quite a nice draw in five, I thought. Uh, Arcady, of course, was just foot perfect uh, last week, beating YI Man into second, who finished like a train. Didn't start as well as I thought he was going to, YI Man, but hopefully he can maybe give uh, Arcadia a little bit more to think about this week. Uh, Black House Harry, obviously in the same race, got a little bit of a crowd on the first turn, didn't get the best of the break. We know he can trap slightly better. I wouldn't say he's a real ping breaker, Black House Harry, but he can certainly trap a little better than he did last week. And I've always loved Droopy's Google. So as we said, I think the inside boxes weren't performing uh, to their best at the weekend. So I'm hoping this time around Droopy's Google can get a slightly better run. Hopefully won't get crowded on the first turn as well. And so, yeah, if he can do the 420-odd split, um, I think he'll probably match strides with Black House Harry into the first bend. I mean, I think it's between the two down the centre, YI Man and Arcadian, maybe Doghouse Dazzler with the draw could finish in third, but it's I think it's down the centre for me. What do you reckon, Lofty? Uh, yeah, look, I mean, pretty much you got a repetition of the race you've had in the first round there. Obviously, you've got Arcadi and YI Man uh, reducing their uh, rivalry. I was quite impressed, actually, with Arcadi the other night. All the money come for YI Man. He's, he's a funny sort of dog. I mean, he was very impressive in the first round of the derby and then was extremely flat after that. He never seems to put two good runs together. Uh, whether he'll do the same again here, I'm not, not too sure about. Um, Droopy's Google, he was very easy to back on Saturday night. But like we said about the going, it wasn't favouring the insides. I thought late on, um, I think we mentioned the fact that, you know, Bally Mac John in the last race, particularly in the in the, uh, in the the sales stake, he was very disappointing in track one, I thought. And they did, they do put a lot of water on during the, during the meeting. And I think the inside definitely gets a bit slow as they uh, as they wear on. So that might certainly have affected Droopy's Google last week. To be fair, Thunder Black was really well backed in that race. And, and he was quite impressive actually as well. The, uh, the money spoke for him. Um, Dogass Dazzle, I think he's got it to do out in trap six. You see, you mentioned Stevie Nose. Yeah, he's. I was impressed with him in the second round of the derby beyond Goldie's Perriman. He chased on really well there. And I thought he'd get a bit closer to Rioja Joey than what he actually did when he was about three or four down beyond the back, down the back straight. But Rioja Joey just, just kept up the gallop. Look, Arcadi is a class act. I mean, I dare say I'll say I'll go for the power mail at Oxford. Did nothing wrong the other night. Um, why I men never really looked like getting to him. I think why I man, will he break slightly better from trap three? Maybe, you know. Maybe he will, but he, I say just but Doggett never puts two runs, two good runs together for me. So I'd certainly want to be opposing why I man it. I'm gonna be with Arcadi and it's not too original, but Arcadi for me. Okay, Arcadi, Arcadi for Lofty in at the first semi-final of the RPG TV Derby plate, Barry. Yeah, I, before we go any further, I just want to pull you both up on your pronunciation of the middle runners. They actually are called Air Candy and Where Are You, Man? <laughs> where are you, to, to you listen to the colonel too much. <laughs> does, yeah, does anyone so, speak so to him go. or correct him or what? I, honestly, it, he's been calling our candy, our candy, our candy for months now. Surely someone <laughs> said, I don't know the fella, but someone said, mate, it's it's Arcady. <laughs> I think he's, I, I, and where I, are you, man? And where oh, are you? That was yeah. the funniest commentary. Well, look, I think uh, where will he be? Where where is he, man? I think he'll win on on Saturday night. I just think, as we've touched on, the inside probably wasn't running great. It would have been a different story if he had a led Arcardi. I know if your aunt had something else, she'd be your uncle. But like, I think I don't know if Arcardi has the pace to get around him if Yi Man comes out in, in 
as, as good as we can. I know from Limerick and Shelbourne Park, he's well capable of coming out. I think he'll break better from three. And I think if he was to go up the inside of our our Cardi or our Candy, um, he'll prove hard to beat. There's not a lot lot of early pace on the inside in Ruby School and Black House Harry. So look, I know this dog can start. He's got some good form around a couple of tracks in Ireland, and there's definitely a big run in him. So I think if he can hold our Cardi to the bend, I think Boy I'm Man will be hard to beat. Okay, Boy well, I'm Man to be tough to beat. What about you, Joe? Yeah, Arcady for me. I mean, uh, I think Barry in the in the first pod you said about why man for the sectionals at eighty to one, didn't you? Back in the yeah. day, and he's not made. You know, probably hasn't shown that sort of uh, pace out the traps and an early pace here. And Arcady does regularly for me, and I just think you know Arcady can confirm that form from from last Saturday, twenty nine dead, good time, and, and I just think it will be uh, same again. Personally, I thought I'd back to Arcady outright for the for the plate. Um, around about six to one each way and I can't find the bet now so he's seven to two so I was looking all this morning and I couldn't see it so I don't think I did but I think Arcade has got a really good chance to, to win this actually the, the okay. plate but uh, yeah our, our candy for me I'm not saying anything because if I do I'll be on my people are home right now what do they tip I can't I can't tip our candy one day tip Arcade somebody else on where are you man somebody's on why are you man <laughs> that's probably why you can't find running. the bet you've backed our candy joe <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not saying it, i just can't because if i do we'll be here all day uh right the second semi-final sees trap one dealish frankie two brookside richie three riaka joey four from post to pillar five thunder black and six forest icon oh i mean how good was he how good was he from post to pillar Shown what he can do, put in, you know, a decent enough time, 2892 calculated, didn't get out the boxes particularly quickly, but we know he doesn't always, well, he never does that, does he? But he really, really did well to pick up Brookside Richie, who, to be fair, I just thought he was going to have the run of the race last week. So might be changing my mind, changing allegiances. I think I'm going to have to go with from post to pillar. I think I'm going to have to. No, I'm not going to take him on. I'm going with him, I think. He's shown what he can do last week and hopefully he can do it again. Joe? Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't he? I, I got mm. suckered in. I ended up backing him at 13 <laughs> to 8. I thought that was a that was a silly price. I did tweet it, not after timing, uh, not the time. Yeah, it, it's just one of those, isn't it? He, he was brilliant. You know, Brookside Richie, you know, we know he's got lots of early pace. He's going to need to break better this week to reverse that form. And he probably will. Um, there's lots of sort of comparative early pace and splits in this race. So it could be a little bit messy at the first bend. And I think, you know, from post to pillar can avoid any trouble again and not get involved in it. He's going to be very hard to beat. But when he gets it right, he's a class act in the field. He's very exciting. From a betting point of view, I'm going to say that he's going to be too short, though, this week because mm. because of the way he won last week. <laughs> He'll probably be you know, more evens, maybe a shade of odds on. Um, I don't know what Lofty thinks, but he's probably going to be a, a no bet for me. But if he's anything like 13 to 8, again, I'll, I'll get suckered in once more. But I think from post to pillar, um, we'll, we'll win. If Brookside Rich is more of a price, you know, I probably might back him to, to make all and hope for a little bit of trouble in behind that post to pillar gets caught up in. Lofty, how short is he going to be? I never got too carried away landing him last week, I must admit. Um, I think he'll be odds against again, though, because I think he's actually got a worse draw this week with Rioja Joey drawn inside him. I think the key to this race for Posty is Rioja Joey coming through the bars like he did last week. If he pings, I think that'll be ideal for him because he'll have a nice 
run to aim at the third bend. Joey can miss it. If he paces up, he could be in a whole lot of trouble here at the corner, I think, from post to pillar. And again, you know, he proved it last week. He's given Brooks already six lengths last week and picked him up. It was a great run. We all know the dog's got loads of ability, you know, and we love the dog to bits. But as you say, we just try and find ways to get him beat. It's just one of those natural things to do. It also, I think, has Thunder Black going in slightly on him as well um, from the boxy. So he's going to have to have his work cut out always from post to pillar. Not a million I can see him turning last year. And and then, you know, then, then we'll see what happens from there. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean... I'm going to be with Brookside Richie just purely from the fact I can see possibly see the four dog going round last year, and then we'll see what he's made of if he does mm-hmm. that. Then he's got to fly past dogs to the corner. Forest Icon even popped out the box the other week, and Thunder Black just got up the inside of him. So yeah, I'm going to again not because I'm an anti for poster pillar fan. I love the dog to bits, and I love Rav to bits. I'm sure I'll see Rav and say I told Rav could tell me I told you so. But no, I'm going to be with Brookside Richie for this heat. Okay, with Brookside Richie mm-hmm. for the second semi, Barry. I'm going to be with the postman. I I think the draw could work in his favour. I just think that Rioja Joey and Brookside Richie could be gone, and I think we've seen the pace he has. If he gets any sort of run at them, he could be too strong. He'd probably be better off if he misses the break here for me in in this contest and just gets a run after them, a clear run after them, because we know look something's going to be forced wide off around the first bend of toaster, and if he does miss the break and stall in behind him, it won't be him. So. Yeah, I think if he, I, I think he will be about thirteen to eight or seven to four because I, I can see support for Brookside Richie and Rioja Joey in two and three. But um, I think the draw might just work in his favour. He hasn't got the early pace of those two, and if he can just tuck in behind him and hopefully secure a clear run down the back straight, he should prove too strong. Okay, so mostly going with the postie on Saturday. What about the GreyhoundTrader.com state semi-finals? Well, they're earlier on in the card, and the first semi looks like this. Trap one, Ballymac John. Two, Romeo Salvo. Three, Savannah Topcat. Four is <clears> Arthur <throat> Cucumber. Five, Rapido Lady. And six is Swithin's TJ. We have got a couple of heat winners in here in Savannah Topcat and Swithin's TJ. I was actually quite impressed by Arthur Cucumber from a draw that I don't think she necessarily loves. Um, I think she's slightly better drawn today. I think she'd prefer to be out of two and three, but in four, Arthur Cucumber finished well, didn't get the best of the break and might just be able to tuck in behind at the early paces and on the run to the first bend. So even if the draw's not really with her, I think she could run another massive race at a big price. I think she's going to be, you know, probably double figure odds again on Saturday. I thought Rapido Lady ran well. I was impressed by Swithin's TJ, um, but it's all about Savannah Topcat for me. Really like Savannah Topcat. Won well, beating Arthur Cucumber last week and probably will go off pretty short once again in the same location. Should easily clear Romeo Salvo and Arthur Cucumber on the run to the first bend and then might just be a case of how far here, Barry? Yeah, look, this is a tricky enough race for me. You just have a feeling that Bally McJohn is going to go off ridiculously short here for some reason. He was he was beat fair and square by... Um, I was going to say Eric Andy. He's beat fair and square by Switten's TJ last week. Um, showed real good early pace, Switten's TJ, in fairness to him. Now, I know we've been speaking about the inside and maybe wasn't running great, but look, I thought he had every chance. He was disappointing for me in the, the round of derby he got knocked out. Uh, look, I think he's the most likely winner after all that being said, but I still think he's probably going to go off a shade of maybe odds on or around even money. And there's... There's definitely, look, he has to turn around the form with Switten's DJ for a start in six. And Savannah Topcat was very good last week. Didn't do an awful lot wrong. 
He's well drawn, Bally John, the most likely winner for me, but I just think he's going to be ridiculously short again. And for that reason, I probably won't have a bet in the race. Look, as I say, I do think he'll win, but I think he'd be just short. Yeah, he looks like he's going to be uh, priced up, um, similar to how he was last week. Joe, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah, maybe. You'd hope so, because he, he got beat. I mean, I, d- I don't know about getting beat fair and square. I've watched it a few times again this morning. Um, Swivens TJ got out wow, so well, you know, trapped, showed loads of early pace um, and did old Bally Mac John. But I think he was slightly checked up once, maybe even twice. It was it was hard to see. And I think maybe if he didn't, it was at a crucial time, may have gone on to win. Um, but again, you know, as with any race, any bet, it's price dependent. You know, if he's a similar price to last time, I wouldn't be wouldn't be touching him. That's for sure. If he's anything around the evens mark or, or anything like that, then I, I might be tempted in for him to reverse form. But I think it's going to be, uh, you know, those, those two involved at the finish again. Yeah. And Lofty? Yeah, pretty much agree with what you said, really. Uh, we spoke earlier on about the inside, and I, yeah, I think Bally Mac John was, was definitely struggling on the go in there. I thought it was definitely favouring the wise. Not taking nothing away from Swivens, TJ. He was quite impressive. He like, popped out the boxes. Obviously, no dog from around Oxford. He's a strong man inside around there and a, and a real nice sort around there. He'd won full on the spin, you know, prior to going the toaster. Um, but I just think, yeah, he, at the third bend, I just he was going to nip up the inside, Bally Mac John. It just didn't quite happen for him there. But you've seen the class he's got on the car, but. 29-11 run in the, uh, you know, the first round of the derby when he beat Arcady, Cardi, Candy. He looks better class than these, really. And, I mean, yeah, I can't see him being 4-11, to 11, but I think, as Joe said, if he's around an league money shot, I don't think he will be. I think he'll just reverse the form and prove the fact why he was uh, such a short price anti-post vote for this comp in the first place. They're an interesting race for the first <clears> semi-final <throat> of the GreyhoundTrader.com stakes. And what about the second semi? Well, it looks like this. Trap one, make it magical. Two, Coppice Trophy. Three, One Day Scooby. Four, Nanny Jezebel. Five, Coppice Warrior. And six, Deanridge Skippy. This, for me, was by far the tr- trickiest race to unpick um, of the night on Saturday. I was quite impressed by Deanridge Skippy. And that might be the way I'd play it, purely down to the draw. Obviously, he's the sole wide in the field. He got out well, 4-16 split last week, and that's enough to beat pretty much everyone, bar Make It Magical into the first bend. I did like Make It Magical's debut, though. I thought that was good last week, uh, winning by half a length, beating Rapido Lady. So she should come on for the run, but has she got a bogey box in one? We'll have to wait and see what happens on Saturday. So I'd have it between the bookends, Make It Magical and Dean Ridge Skippy. Personally, uh, Barry, what did you reckon? Well, I'll always throw in a big price one on, on this show. And this is a race I've been looking forward to. I know it's the last race we're going to cover, but I think Nanny Jazabel here in Trap 4 has a big chance. And I'll tell you why. The dog in Trap 3, one day Scooby, as I was mentioning to the lads off air, was used to run over here and he was called the other Rudolph. Jennifer O'Donnell used to have him well-bred. He'd be a brother of uh, the other Colby and Bormorier. But he's a big dog from what I can remember. And he loves the inside. I mean, absolutely loves the inside. So when he comes out, he's going to be heading straight left. You didn't, I suppose you did get to see it on a couple of occasions last week when he was trying to move into the rails around the open turns. But he's a big, big boy and he will be heading for the rails. And for me, Make It Magical was slightly moving off from trap three last week. So I definitely don't think she wants to be in trap number one. So I can really see um, the inside runners coming together. Nanny Jazabel will be a big price here. I didn't think he was disgraced last week. Um, behind two decent sorts and Swinton CJ and Bally Mac John, only a young dog, uh, October 21, clock 29.52, showed decent enough early pace and stayed on quite well. So if there is any trouble on the inside, it should be a big, big price. And we'll go with Nanny Jezebel to cause a bit of an upset. 
as I say, you'd be very hard pressed to back the one or the, or the three in this race. I really can't see there being trouble early on. Okay, I can see trouble on the inside. They knew Jezebel could be a big, big price and a bit of value for the second semi. Joe? Well, I might have just been sold by Barry, actually, so I changed my <laughs> mind. Uh, now, look, we, I said last week, you know, Dean Rich Skippy was almost certain to lead last week, um, and, he, and he did, and he managed to just hold on. But that 29.67, considering his start, you know, nothing calculated, nothing particularly special and you'd think there might be something in here to to pick him up even if he starts like that one day scooby i i ended up back in last week and was a little bit awkward turned turned the head a few times i think um which might happen again so it's one to also hold off like i was i was I got off to a great start with Make It Magical last week. It went very downhill after that. But I thought she ran a really nice race. Um, you know, Rapido Lady showed really good early and nipped up her inside, but she stayed on well to to take the victory. So, um, you know, Coppice Warrior was also doing his best work late on. But as I said last week, you know, he hasn't won enough for me um, over here. So my preference would be for, for Make It Magical again. Appreciate what Barry's saying and, and, you know, maybe I'll change my mind on the on the day. But, um, I, you know, when I looked at this this morning, I certainly, you know, would want to be on Make It Magical side. OK, Make It Magical on the inside for Joe. Lofty? Yeah, Joe would put me off Make It Magical slightly, but he was definitely well back last week on debut. And he, I'm not sure Rapido Lady stay, but she showed a real nice attitude to get up and just say just her first race. So she's going to have a lot of improvement on that. Yeah, one day Scooby, as Joe said, um, he's had a few little uh, a few little interests around Nottingham before, I think. And he's not the most genuine dog, I think it's, it's fair to say. He's obviously got ability, but um, yeah, he was uh, he was definitely playing about, I think. And I say he's, he's done that before around Knott. So. Uh, Dingley Skippy was an unback. I think he was runner up in this last year. I know he's had a big gap off the card. He was off the card for the best part of like six or seven months. So it was a good performance to bring him back, even to win the uh, the heat of this last week. But I know we don't often take a lot of notice of times around Toaster, but you've got to take a little bit of notice of a dog doing sort of a 29.80, you know, when dogs have been doing the sort of 29.10, 29.20s for fun around the track at the moment. But it was good training performance to get him out, popped out, stayed wide, stayed clear. I thought Romeo Sal was going to pick him up. I never got to him. But um, no, I'm going to be make it magical. Hopefully she can cheat the jaw from uh, from trap one. As I say, interesting. She had a trial out of trap six in her first first run. And all her, all her trials were in Oxford and around four and five. So one might be a slight negative for her. But I thought she could definitely come on again. I was quite impressed with her debut last week. So make it magical for me as well. Okay, make it magical. Quite a few votes for the second semi-final of the greyhoundtrader.com state. So we've got... Six semi-finals on Saturday. Cannot wait for all of them, to be fair. They're all cracking races. Obviously, I can't wait for the Derby, though, because that is the feature. And we're all guns blazing into the 1st of July as well for Greyhound Derby final night. I cannot believe we're just two weeks away. It's absolutely flown by. I've had a brilliant time once again on the podcast. And Joe, thank you very much. For joining me, as you do all the time. Yeah, I'm always here. Yeah, thanks to Martin and Barry for giving up their time once more. Really appreciate it. And it's great to get their insights. Maybe they can join us one more time next week ahead of the final. Let's Um, hope so. And I can't wait. Sure we can. After doing our right set red tribute act during the afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gutted I didn't get a mention in this tribute act, to be honest. Uh, It's a two-man band, Joel. It's a two-man band. band. (laughs) Obviously, me and Barry being a little bit older as well, Joe. You know, we've got that slightly more, you know... 80s vibe about us now so like Just take that maybe, as a backhanded maybe, compliment yeah. maybe, we can, maybe we can appear at Pontins next time Danny's dancing away there as well <laughs> the less said about Pontins the better everyone <laughs> it is no 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 and I, I need to put like one of those quizzes or something when you 
past 10 o'clock at night, you need to answer some really tough questions to be able to post anything on the internet. It's not good. It's now it's about 7.30, wasn't it? Hey. 10 o'clock. I think it's that late. Holiday camps are was it not? <laughs> I had been going for quite some time by then. And you enjoy yourself. You enjoy, you enjoy yourself at the weekend and in the week. I exactly. do enjoy myself on Instagram and Facebook. I don't enjoy myself on Twitter. It's a work thing. And I was like, oh, my. I woke up the next day and was like, uh, oh, that is not good. But also hilarious. Just Sorry. one bit of news people might be interested in. Um, most people might know this, but the winner of the Oaks from Saturday Night, um, Crafty Shivu, has been sold. She was sold in the middle of the competition and she'll be heading over to you guys, to, um, oh, Mark Wallace. Wallace. I saw Mark so Wallace. She's, she's um, pretty face standing behind him in the camera so I assumed that he must have bought it well I see Mark there I thought what's Mark Wallace then? yeah so she's a yeah. very very exciting one to look forward to ooh very exciting I wonder what I her target's going to be then over here yeah that'll be good right guys I'm going to let you go thank you very much thank you all the best thanks, everyone. Thank you. Good good luck. Luck. thanks a lot bye